This is the What's Brewing Podcast, brought to you by Plan First Asset Management and Financial Services. What's up, Brewing Nation? Johnny Gamut and Coach Miller on the What's Brewing Podcast. And uh, for the first time ever on the podcast, we have our new men's basketball coach, Coach Yu, is joining us. Coach, thanks for, for taking the time. We appreciate it. Thank you for having me. I'm glad to be here. Well, let's talk a little bit about uh, your journey. Bob Jones is not uh, foreign to you. You know, you grew up here on the on the campus and uh, have a connection to the university. And uh, through an orchestrated, uh, God ordained series of events, you're you're back here as the as the men's basketball coach. So, you know, take us take us through that story. Tell us a little bit about you know your upbringing and and what God uh, has brought you through and and to, to to bring you to this point. So we came to the university in 1985. I came here uh, as a middle schooler from California. Uh, we had been in Illinois previous to that. My parents had both uh, met here, uh, graduated from here, and got married shortly after their time here at the university. So Bob Jones has always been something that I've heard about. And then I came to experience that in 85, went through the academy, went through the university, and graduated in 1994. And at that time, I never imagined that we would be playing uh, interscholastic sports and being able to use that as a platform for ministry it just it wasn't the right time and place for that and God allows everything in the right time and place and the past five years coach ring coach Miller coach Wingreen have done an incredible job with the basketball program and I feel very privileged to be standing on the shoulders of giants so to speak and be able to just continue on I don't need to change anything there's there's no need really for a culture change uh, there's just a good opportunity for me to build on what they've already what they've already done with their foundation. Uh, the previous seven years, I've been in Atlanta, and I've been bringing my basketball teams here for team camp, uh, for the Bruin Invitational that happens uh, in January of each year. And through that, I really got a chance to know the coaching staff and really get a feel for the current players. Even though I haven't been a part of their daily practices and games, I really feel like like I know them and God kind of laid that groundwork for me to, to be able to come in and already have somewhat of a relationship with them. And just in the way God works, I had a young man, Keontae Bur- Burroughs, come to me last year from New Jersey down to my school in Atlanta. And he had already signed with the Bruins way before I even knew there was going to be an opportunity for me to be coaching him. And for some reason, God still wants me in his life, and God directed my paths here after he directed Keontae's paths here, and I'm incredibly grateful for that opportunity to spend hopefully four years and no more with Keontae. Hopefully, <laughs> I don't know him for six more years here, but yeah. four years is where we end his his college career. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's been a, you know, as you said in the in the past, you know, um, you know, here, there, and everywhere. You know, you've been in Virginia and different places in your coaching career. Um, but, but one thing that you know you've you've said to us before is is kind of your philosophy of coaching, which aligns so much to what we do here at Bob Jones. Is you know, it's not just about the wins and losses. Obviously, you want to win, you want to do the best that you can on the court. But you take a special interest in the lives of your players. You, you want to connect with them on a deeper level than just improving their jump shot. Talk a little bit about that. Well, Johnny, that's a good question. Um, I had coaches who invested in me, and while I grew up here and I grew up in a Christian home, I wasn't saved till I was about 30 years old, but I had coaches here who some of them are still around, some of them have passed away recently, 
I think of Don Ward and what an influence he was on my life. Uh, he really stayed with me and he would not let me go. I think of Chuck Luttrell who was so instrumental in so many people's lives around Greenville County and Chuck Luttrell stayed with me and would not let me go. And once I was saved and had a totally different philosophy from, from where I was and where I had been coaching in public school, I, was, I now had a different purpose. I had an eternal purpose for how I coached. And I, I just told God that, that if I ever had the opportunity to coach, that I wanted to be a coach for others like my coaches here had been for me. And uh, I'm so happy to see Ray Hansel around here and, mm -hmm. and get to run in it run into him in the dining hall and still have him be a part of part of my life. He's come and check out camps this summer just because he's so encouraged and so happy that someone that he invested in mm -hmm. and really stayed the course with, he didn't give up on me. He wasn't impatient with me. He wanted to see what I was like now and mm -hmm. see a uh, Burton 2.0 yeah. as I coached in camp this week. And hopefully he has seen a change in me. And, and so I've, I've been able to use basketball as a way to teach live lessons, uh, use basketball. Uh, every year for the past, I think, five years I, on my team, I've had at least one person get saved or I've had one person dedicate their life to the Lord. And those things don't always happen, but I believe our responsibility is to plant the crops and it's up to God to reap the harvest. And I've tried to be faithful with that, and I hope to continue that here through the Bruin basketball program. You know, your first, uh, uh, not not you know new to coaching, but your first college coaching job and, you know, obviously some changes and some differences, but you've had experiences working with college coaches and that kind of thing. Can you talk a little bit about, about that and how that's prepared you for, for this position? Well, when I was coming out of high school and then into college, I started coaching while I was still in college. And the way you really furthered your career back then was through working camps and through some changes in the NCAA regulations. Uh, kids now don't have the, the same opportunity that I had to work at five-star camps or at Duke or North Carolina basketball camps like I was able to back then. But through that, I, I wasn't looking to really make connections. I'm just a people person and I like to talk to people and those connections have paid a lot of dividends in my life. Uh, coach Scott, who's here as the men's golf coach, uh, he recommended a book to me when I was still in college, Morgan Wooten's Coaching Basketball. Coach Scott took a, uh, coached a coaching basketball class at Northland International at the time, and that was what he used as a textbook. And so I started going through that. This was the day before, before there was email or internet, so I started calling Coach Morgan Wooten from DeMatha High School uh, in Maryland and I started asking him a lot of questions and he said why don't you just start coming to my practices and so I started coming to his practices then I got a job there in Fredericksburg Virginia not too far away and he said why don't you start working with my camps and so I started working with working with his camps and at that time he's having people like John Wooden come and talk he's having Red Auerbach come and talk anybody who's ever met anything in the game of basketball Morgan Wooten knew them and he along with John Wooden started the McDonald's All-American game and so the McDonald's All-American staff would be there at camp and all of those people have been very instrumental in my life and uh, Morgan Wooten now has had some physical problems and he's not able to run the day-to-day -day operations of the camp and so his son Joe Wooten who coaches at Bishop O'Connell High School he has taken over uh, the leadership of the McDonald's All-American game and the leadership of the camp and Joe and I continue to be friends to this day and 
uh, Joe really helped prepare me a lot for the job that I'm in now. Kind of you hit the ground running, I know, uh, hired in late spring and then uh, got to work like right away recruiting and that kind of stuff. Can you talk about kind of how it's been the last two, two and a half months and uh, kind of how you've journeyed all across the East Coast already here since you've been? I have. As uh, Johnny mentioned, I've been, before I was in Georgia, I was up in the D.C. area. And so I wanted to get back involved with some of the coaches and administrators that I've known in Virginia. And so I've spent a lot of time up there in the Fredericksburg, D.C. area, the Northern Virginia area. I've spent a lot of time in Georgia the past seven years. And so that's an AAU hotbed at the Suwannee Sports Academy and at Lake Point. So I've spent a lot of time there. And then I've spent the last couple of weeks in North Carolina. I really think you notice the trend among college athletes is to transfer. Uh, that's a way bigger trend than it used to be. It's almost the norm now instead of the exception. And one recent article I read stated that if, a, that if a recruit goes to a school within 300 miles of where they grew up, they are way more likely to stay. I forget the percentage. And so I really tried to focus on that 300-mile radius. Do I want a six foot ten kid from California? Absolutely, but I am. <laughs> but I have really tried to shore up the recruiting base of the of the states that are closest to Bob Jones. That has been uh, what Bob Jones has been built on. They've always had a lot of students from Ohio, Michigan, and Pennsylvania, but they've also had a lot of students from the Southeast. And I hope we can continue to uh, build that recruiting base there. As you uh, come into the season, like you said, you're you're you know you're coming into an established program. We've had five seasons. You know you're looking at a team last year that's that's one or two games away from competing for a, for a national championship. Um, as you said, you're not coming in looking to change a lot. But as you look at this year's team coming into this season, what excites you about this year's squad? I'm very excited about some of the off-season workouts that I've seen. Uh, Cooper George has been in the gym every day. Uh, Chapman Harwood just recently suffered a, a knee injury, and we're hoping that Chapman can be back. He had a, a slight meniscus tear, an ACL tear, and just had surgery this week. So, But he was in the gym every day. I've seen Nate Ellenwood, who I expect to have a monster year next year, and be one of the better players in the league. I've seen him do a lot of good things. Chris Gray is here in town. He's been able to do a lot. And so we have a good foundation. About half the team is in town, and that's been that's been a, a big encouragement to me. I really didn't know what to expect coming right at the end of the school year like I did. And I really look for big things, especially from my seniors. Robert Horn, uh, he's not able to be in the gym every day, but he's doing what's important to the school, and he's working as a – in a pastoral internship down in Florida, and I really look for Robert's leadership to play a place on the team and for Dustin's leadership to play a place on the team. And then big guy down low, Quez, uh, I hope he can take a monster jump this year and really finish out the next two years of his college career really strong. Coach Miller and I have the same philosophy. We've known each other for a while. We've been under the influence of the same coaches, and we both believe in simplicity and not adding a bunch of X's and O's, but really doing a few things well. Uh, Vince Lombardi is famous for taking a coaching clinic and spending the entire day in the coaching clinic running the exact same play until they ran it correctly. And <laughs> I don't know that I'm going to go to that extreme, but I think that that kind of shows my mindset and that that's where I would like to be as a coach, 
do a few things really well instead of a lot of things mediocre. Can you talk about some of those few things? Like, what, what are your teams known for? What, what, what can fans expect from a, from a Bruins team under your direction? Our teams have been known for defense. Um, I like to play a, play a pressing style, and I'm not sure that we're built for that right now, but that doesn't mean that we can't have the same returns on our investment, so to speak, defensively. Uh, one thing that will be different for me is just the shot clock. Mm-hmm. I'm used to making teams take a lot of time, and I think that can go right into the shot clock. But um, So that's what I like to do defensively. I like to hold teams. Most of my teams, if you look over the course of my career, we've been able to hold teams under 50 points pretty consistently, and we've been scoring in the 70s. Probably 76 points a game would be the average over the course of my coaching career, and I would really like to continue that. I like to get down the floor fast. I don't like to coach every single possession. I like to teach players how to play, not to teach them plays. And that's what I mean by simplicity. Um, I know a lot of X's and O's, but it's not important what I know. It's important what they know. And that's the philosophy I carry into this season. Well, Coach Yu, thanks so much for taking the time. You've already got us uh, itching for next season. I mean, I'm, 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 I'm wishing it was like two <laughs> weeks. It's a couple months away. But uh, looking forward to, to your first season at the helm and, and certainly what the Bruins can bring to the court this year. Thanks again for taking the time. Thank you. You've been listening to the What's Bruin podcast, brought to you by Plan First Asset Management and Financial Planning. To learn more, visit planfirst.com.